From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the Australian government brings crypto out of the shadows. Visa launches crypto consolation, and crypto CEOs are testifying in Congress today. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. I asked people to write in yesterday if you think Congress people should own individual stocks while they're serving. And I have two different opinions. The first one is from Jason. Jason says, hi, Matt. I think AOC is right on the money with her outlook on people of Congress having investments. Remember David Perdue, Kelly Leffler, Diane Feinstein? Those people need to be in the know to create policy. That is powerful information. I think all investments should be sold off before or froze while that person serves. We let oil companies write our energy and climate bills. The banking industry write our tax code and economic structure. Look at the shambles those systems are in. Greed ruins everything. We need politicians that want to serve, not just for monetary gain. And the latter is what is happening now on both sides of the aisle. Oh, and get rid of lobbying too, for Christ's sake. That makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, it does, but not in a fully functional democratic society. My take. Adios, Jason. Thank you, Jason, for your opinion. The second opinion comes from Jill. And Jill, uh, she doesn't hold back any punches, does she? My two cents on Congress members owning stocks and crypto since you asked. First off, let's remember one of the millions of things wrong with Congress and other elected positions. These positions weren't meant to be a person's sole and full-time job. Elected officials originally were businessmen first and elected officials second. We are not supposed to be legislating 24-7, 365. That being said, those in Congress are just over-glorified civilians. So yes, they can have portfolios diversified into whatever. These people are not kings, although many of them think they are, AOC being a perfect example. Let's stop putting these corrupt pieces of crap on a pedestal. Yes, I know you're running to be in this group of sadistic a-holes, hopefully to dismantle it from the inside. Happy hodling, my friend, Jill. Jill, you didn't hold back one bit, did you? Well, I am personally kind of still on the fence about how to figure this out for myself um, and just, you know, the practice in general, because I think that Congress people should hold individual stocks or be able to hold individual stocks, but there should be more checks and balances. Either once you are elected into Congress, you are now have to have long-term gains and you cannot buy and sell in short-term or swing trading or trade. Anything that you huddle must be a long-term cap gain, meaning you hold it for more than a year. Maybe you get locked up when you get into Congress, so that means you have to huddle everything for at least the time that you're in Congress, or you sell it before you go into Congress. So, I mean, if I got elected and you have to have a two-year term, if I get uh, voted out after two years, then I can sell, but not during that two years while I'm in Congress. Or you can only have index funds or mutual funds or bonds or some things that are pretty general. Like you can have an index fund of the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or uh, maybe that's uh, an answer as well. Or my other idea is that any buy and sell first has to be applied with the ethics committee. That means that if I wanted to buy a certain stock, I would have to uh, apply at the ethics committee to say, hey, I'm going to buy the stock so they could do their background check to see if I'm on any committees, have any ties or whatever. And then they can say, okay, you're approved to buy the stock. Or if you hold stock, then you go to the ethics committee and say, I want to sell this stock. And then they kind of look at the background again. And it's like, hey, uh, why are you selling this stock now? You're literally on the energy committee and you're selling your energy stock now. I don't think that's appropriate. You can't sell it. I am honestly looking more for solutions uh, to holding individual stocks than saying you can't hold individual stocks because there's still a lot of loopholes as well. For example, 
Nancy Pelosi. She might not have, you know, a lot of individual stocks, even though I think she does, but a lot of it goes from her husband. She says, oh, it's my husband. It's my husband's company. So therefore, if you're in Congress, then your significant other also can't have private stocks. And I think that's pretty restrictive. Another thing is when you're talking about Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, so this is called Ethereum, you need Ethereum to pay for gas. So if you're going to engage in, say, Web3 or the metaverse or NFTs or, or whatever, maybe those are considered stocks as well, but also just kind of like maybe DeFi, you know, different kind of financing practices, you need gas. So to hold Ethereum is isn't holding a private stock or it's holding gas just to pay for the transaction fees and so on and so forth. So I think that there's a big conversation about what how holding private stocks means. I understand if it's holding a private company, but when it comes to cryptocurrencies, I think that's a little bit more vague, a little bit more gray. What do you think? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. But now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.04 Eastern Standard Time, and Bitcoin is sitting at $50,805, down 1.3% in 24. Ethereum, $4,416, up a half a percent. Binance Coin, $592, up 0.8%, Tether number 4. And Solana number 5 at 194, down 2.6%. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, USDC, XRP, Polkadot, and Luna. Total market cap we're at 2.38 trillion, a BTC dominance of 40.2 and an F dominance of 21.9. And now it's time for coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is number 742. It's Crust Network. Ticker CRU. Price $10.25, up 3.6% in 24. Market cap $31.3 million, fully diluted market cap $204.8 million. Which means, well, I'm just going to call it uh, 14% is in circulating supply. The all-time high for Crust Network was $179. Wow, set eight months ago. Wow. Its all-time low was $2.90 set a year ago. So it is down 94% from its all-time high and up 200%, 250% from its all-time low. Uh, that is not good. It doesn't seem like it's performing well. Uh where can you buy Crust Network? Huobi, Shitcoin Mecca, Gate.io, Uniswap, and that's pretty much it. So what does Crust Network do? Crust provides a decentralized storage network of Web 3.0 ecosystem. It supports multiple storage layer protocols such as IPFS and exposed storage interface to application layer. Crust's technical stack is also capable of supporting a decentralized computer layer. It is designed to build a decentralized cloud ecosystem that values data privacy and ownership. That's Crust, number 472 on CoinMarketCap, ticker CRU. Moving into today's headlines. And I got to be honest with you, I wish I was watching the Financial Service Committee's live stream. It started about 10 minutes ago. I'm recording this at right, this part of the podcast at 10, 11 a.m. It started 11 minutes ago. And this is going to bring uh, six crypto firms, executives from six crypto firms in front of the House of Representatives Committee on Financial Services. And that's including uh, executives from Coinbase, Circle, FTX, Paxos, Bitfury, and Stellar. We're going to see Sam Bateman fried there. Link is in the show notes. Watch it live. There will be discussions all over Twitter about this and the committee tomorrow as well. So don't miss what they're talking about. We're talking about executives and the House of Representatives talking about the future of crypto regulations in America. Here's a little fact for you. 
Did you know that 800,000 Australians have owned a form of cryptocurrency? Well, as part of sweeping modernization of Australian's payment systems, the Australian government will overhaul the regulatory framework around cryptocurrency exchanges. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said this in quote, We're taking this area out of the shadows and bringing it into consideration of regulatory framework, which is world leading. We want these businesses that buy and sell cryptocurrencies to be licensed properly in order to provide greater certainty and security to the people who are transacting in that area. So that sounds bullish, but we're going to have to see the regulatory frameworks before we make a decision. But it looks as though they are taking a very positive, very proactive and bullish approach. Bitcoin mining has been under scrutiny from countries ever since China has banned mining in their country. Why? Because all the miners are moving different places and they are now draining the resources of these countries. We heard about Kazakhstan. Now Iceland is suffering power outages. The country's principal utility provider is reporting reduced supplies to aluminum smelters, data centers, fish meal factories, and Bitcoin miners. Bitcoin miners have descended on Iceland and other Nordic countries in pursuit of cheap electricity. Hive Blockchain, Genesis Mining, and Bitfury all have established presence in Iceland. The CEO of the country's principal utility provider said earlier this year, there could be very little excess energy in 2021 and 2022. Because of climate issues, we see a lot of very interesting segments that are rapidly growing, and several of them need electricity. Visa is diving deeper into the world of digital assets after it unveiled a new cryptocurrency consulting arm. The financial services giant hopes that the new initiative will facilitate mass adoption of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, as well as help its clients navigate the pitfalls of the fast-growing sector. Terry Angelos, senior vice president and global head of fintech at Visa, said this. Crypto represents a technological shift for money movement and digital ownership. As consumers change their approach to investing, where they bank, and their views on the future of money, every financial institution will need a crypto strategy. It seems like today is the regulation news day. A lot of places are actually figuring out the regulations and creating frameworks, and Japan is also one of them. Japan's financial services agency said on Monday that it will seek to limit the issuance of stablecoins to banks and wire transfer companies in 2022. The FSA said that limiting the issuance of stablecoins to banks and wire transfer companies will help mitigate risks as those companies are legally obligated to protect consumer assets. This would mean that companies such as Tether wouldn't be able to issue stablecoins to Japanese companies and users unless they are registered as a bank or wire transfer provider. And as we know, regulators in the United States are also pushing for similar requirements. Ubisoft, the publisher behind Assassin's Creed... Just Dance and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon is now implementing NFTs into its games. Now, I was talking to a buddy the other day at brunch, as I said before, yes, brunch, and we were talking about the same thing. There's people that and companies that he's actually consulting with that are saying, hey, we're going to move into NFTs, and it's just kind of like this willy-nilly off-the-cuff, hey, let's make an NFT of some weird unrelated thing that we're doing with our company. And we, we, we came to the same conclusion. NFTs will be mainstream, but it's going to happen in gaming first, I th we think. And it's going to be big companies. If it's like a Fortnite or a Minecraft or Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed, Just Dance, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. NFTs in there that are transferable from game to game among platforms. Now that will kill it. And finally, 
Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt has joined Chainlink as a strategic advisor. As we all know, Schmidt, who served as Google CEO and chairman from 2001 to 2011, and then technical advisor at Alphabet from 2018 to 2020. So this guy basically led the biggest company in the world for a decade. I mean, well, that's arguable. I mean, somebody can come back with stats and said, well, it's only the fifth or the fourth or the third biggest in the place. You know what I mean? Well, Chainlink is adding Schmidt to its Rolodex of advisors, and he's going to be working on their SWAT, their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, their threats, their performance, their research, and so much more. I think this is just a win-win. Schmidt said this about joining Chainlink. Chainlink is a secret ingredient to unlocking the potential of smart contract platforms and revolutionizing business and society. I'm excited to be helping the Chainlink Labs team build a world powered by truth. Yowzer. Now that is a quote. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Go to DeemerForCongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. Look, I provide you content every day to keep you up on the crypto space. There's over 15,000 listeners on this podcast, and most of them, 80%, are from the United States. So that means you could donate to the campaign. If 1,000 people gave 100 bucks, it would help me so much and get me, well, not putting a lot of my own money into this campaign. So please help me out, 100 bucks, send some money to DemerForCongress.com and help get a blockchain advocate to Washington, D.C., especially when Washington is talking about regulations as we speak. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.